Crispy, you can now see what I aspire to have my pops look like, but I don't have the space for that. Yeah. But you can you can now understand. No, I, I saw some of um, Layla's TikToks. So I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> Troy, you got nothing, bro. You got nothing. Yeah, I wish I had the space for those shelves. My room ain't big enough. It just isn't. I have one cupboard that I would open, but it's blocked by stuff right now because I just don't have the space in my room. I bought a Mandalorian helmet. Hang on. Yay, I, I don't I even know where it's too. going yet. It's it's just here. It's just here. There we wow. go. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll leave it in the background. There we go. Because nice. we can both talk about Pedro that way, and he can be watching oh. us while we do. And yeah. We make zero daddy comments. None. Zero. I don't want to hear the words. Exactly. Hello and welcome back to Who's There A Last of Us podcast, the show where two YouTubers and this time a special guest, we'll get there in a second, are talking about HBO's The Last of Us in our fifth special episode. But yeah, uh, Crispy, who's who have we got as a special guest today? We've got a, a series first for special episodes, have we not? We have a non-Hootuber, a non-Hootcommunity special guest, it's huge. I know. Someone who's watched extensive amounts of Doctor Who, as we just discussed. Yes, you know? exactly, yes. De- definitely, definitely seen lots of it. Mm. Who's, yeah. who's your favourite Doctor, Layla, by the way? David Tennant. Very safe. Very safe. Very safe. We're going to teach you all, all the safe Doctor Who responses. When you okay. encounter a Doctor Who fan, we'll, we'll give you like a list of things to say to make sure that you don't, you don't get ambushed. You'll be fine. Perfect. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, so we have got a special guest with us, ladies and gentlemen, to talk about the he- the Last of Us series, which just finished today oh, yeah. at the time of recording this. So we're, we're hot, we're finger on the pulse, we're half the press. Uh, but we have writer for Agents of Fandom, fellow podcaster, Funko collector, got to include that just purely from respect, and lover <laughs> of Pedro Pascal. It's Layla, also known as Falcon's Nat. How you doing? I'm so excited to talk about The Last of Us, my favorite show Woo-hoo! ever. Thank you yeah, guys you for having me. Both, me. You it's both. so good, and I just want oh, to. Oh no, about it's it. gonna be it's gonna be a good one. Yeah, yeah. I we literally been planning this since the show started. I was like, make literally. sure that we we're up to date and we watch it like so we can get this get done because it yeah. it's just oh, there's so much I want to talk about. But poor Crispy here, he's up. It's half. It's quarter to six in the morning for him. He's got to go to work soon. Got to, so this is going to be a oh, for once we can't go off topic. I know. We have to stay focused the whole We've way through. We've never done it. So We've never done it. We've never done it. We've never this managed that before, but we're going to. Because <laughs> we're, we're, we're under time pressure. It's crazy. So. Oh, well, we'll get it done. All right. So where do we even begin with this? Because what we want to do is try and look at the whole series, right? Despite me just wanting to honestly spend 45 minutes talking about the last episode. I feel like I, mm. we can do that easily. But where do we start? Layla, what were your thoughts on the series? There you go. There's that's a really a good, simple a question good. to answer. Hang on, hang on. I have I have a question before we get going with that. Have you played oh. did you play the game, Layla, before watching the show? I did. Oh I played, yes, we should set some context there. Yeah. I played both games. I played oh. the first game before I even knew who Pedro was. Before I got into that. There it is. And oh. then even like the years later after I'd played it and Pedro got cast as Joel, I was like, this is this is for me. This is these are my worlds yeah. colliding right now. Like, yeah. The games are incredible. <laughs> I love them so much. Like Very oh, good. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Mm. Crispy, what about you? I, I've I haven't. I I think I told Troy ages ago, I think I watched PewDiePie play like the first scene back in whatever <laughs> year it was 2013 2012 i can't remember how long ago it was um and so that was the only reference i had so i and i really enjoyed going in 
blind to this as well and having you know friends like yourself Troy that knew of the game and knew of the the horrors to come um but I enjoyed going in completely blind that way so I don't know that could make for an interesting <laughs> decision uh, discussion tonight so I'm excited well my memory's terrible because Layla asked me this earlier and I was like oh you've seen both of the games I thought you'd seen playthroughs of both of them in full my my memory just isn't functioning clearly well, there you go. Well, that makes him the perfect surrogate for the, qu- the point I'm going to make, which is, if you haven't played the second game, don't worry, we're not going to spoil it. Don't. Okay? Although I will just say that I find golf to be a boring sport. Anyway, so we won't spoil anything going forward beyond the first game slash season. Layla gets it. That's good. That's good. Um, like, no, you won't get no. that at all, will you, Oscar? I just realised you no won't clue. get that. No, no clue. You don't want to oh, know. this is so good. Just... This is great. I love, I love it. You don't want to know. You don't. You don't. You'll know soon enough. Well, in like two years, but it's fine. Um, but yeah, so if you don't know what comes next in the second game, we aren't going to spoil it. So don't worry about that. Obviously, we'll talk about everything from the first season and maybe some game comparisons. But yeah, so back to the original question. What did we all think of the show? Layla, do you want to go first? Yes, I would love to. I was very apprehensive going into it. I was like, this is such a good story. Like, obviously, the visuals are incredible. The plot. Oh, amazing. But I didn't know how accurate of an adaptation it could be with all of the kind of CGI that would be involved and the practical effects. I was like, there's no way they are going to pull this off. But oh my God, they did. Like, it is perfect. I have like zero criticism. Okay, like minor criticism, but nothing that is like life changingly. <laughs> like horrible to the adaptation i genuinely was hooked every single week every episode i loved there is not one episode that i feel like was weaker than the rest and just knowing the story for so long and loving the characters for so long just seeing them being brought back to life in such like a refreshing way which is perfect and is genuinely like my favorite thing to have ever come out of tv ever i love it so wow High praise. Yeah, it, High yeah. praise. It is phenomenal. It is. And that's like, it's coming off of House of the Dragon, like for HBO wise, which I really liked. And I, I, in a lot of ways, I think it's better than Game of Thrones. But then Last of Us has come along and it's done it perfect. I mean, f- you know, everyone makes a joke that video games haven't really had the best adaptations. And like, I, I will be a, a staunch defender of the Sonic movies. I don't I think there's a lot of us out there, but I think both Sonic films oh, are fantastic. Yeah, no. Two in particular yeah. is just like, I am not so ashamed to say that I cried when, when I saw Super Sonic. I felt like like all my nerd dreams had been fulfilled. I loved it. Um, and I also remember, just as a side note, the Shadow end credits cutscene. I started hyperventilating because I really wanted to see Shadow. My mum was sat next to me and she understood it as well. And there were like three kids that must have been about 10 years old that all turned around and looked at me having a panic attack about Shadow as if to go, what is he doing? And I make no apologies for it. But that's like, that's it. That's like the only thing I can think of that's like a good video game adaptation. Everything else is like, middling to bad unless i'm forgetting anything so like it's they, they didn't have a high bar to beat and yet they saw it past oh, it, yeah i feel like oh, definitely it's it's just a phenomenal piece of tv and i think that they obviously had a bit of an advantage because the last of us is such a cinematic game anyway both games are yeah. um but and actually the interesting thing is i mentioned i should have said that i i knew what was happening in both games before i played them so we literally have three different people here Someone who played it blind, someone who hasn't played it, and someone who played it knowing what was going to happen. So we've really got the, uh, the different perspectives here. Ooh. It's mad. Um, <laughs> but it's it's quite a cinematic game, which is why like if you're going to adapt something, that's a, the good kind of game to go for, because you can pluck a lot of the story elements out. And 
pretty much do them word for word, which they did in a lot of the scenes, which mm. I appreciated greatly as someone who just memorizes scripts on a ridiculous level. <laughs> so, you know, you can just sit there mouthing along with it and just know yeah. what's going on. Crispy, what did you think, though, as a, as a blind viewer to the show? Um, I thought that, like, Ant-Man Quantumania was better, I think. Oh, I'm so joking. I'm so Layla, Quantumania was your favorite Marvel film ever, was it not? I'm not having this conversation right now. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. Okay, we we can agree, Jonathan Majors, though. Okay, oh, we can agree yeah. on Jonathan Majors. Yeah. Yes, there we go. Okay, take that. Take Smash. that. Yeah. Take that. All right. Um. Yeah. There we but go. I very much enjoyed the episodic nature of The Last of Us. I'll very much say that because in this day and age of streaming and binge watching, there wasn't really much event television, don't you reckon? I mean, apart from yeah. us watching like Doctor Who, but you mean like when the world is talking about a show, you know, but this, mm. this, I very much enjoyed it. I thought that the visuals are insane. The one thing I very much remembered from watching a gameplay was the scene in episode one in the car when mayhem is just happening around them. And I still think today that is one of the best scenes I've ever seen on TV, hands down. Oh, yeah. That was Mm -hmm. stunning. And as, you know, uh, an amateur filmmaker, someone aspiring to, you know, be in film and stuff, I was watching that in absolute awe. But I mean... I I love the show. Week to week, it was something to look forward to, and I don't think I was let down by any episode at all. I enjoyed the twists and turns, and I enjoyed everyone on Twitter each week saying, oh, just you wait till next week, because it gets more messed up. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I had a, like, honestly, had such a fun time with this show, and so I'm glad, I'm very much glad they did it. But that's my two cents. Yeah. It was so good as well, just, like, seeing the, the like the trajectory of, Oh, Last of Us is getting an adaptation. Oh god, video game ad- adaptation, that's not going to go well. To Pedro and Bella have been casted, and everyone trying to rail them for how they looked and how different. I mean, the fact that people criticised Pedro purely because he couldn't get a thick enough beard to match oh. Joel in the game. Like, that's that's not basement dweller level. That's like <laughs> that's three levels underground. I don't know where that came from. But going to that, and then as soon as the first episode came out, seeing everyone go nuts about how well they'd recreated that opening section... Yeah. Like, it was like any fears people had had already had just been allayed immediately, and that was it. Like everyone's guard was let down, and rightfully so, because I don't, as you said, I don't think there was anything in particular that they really, you know, did wrong. There was some bits that obviously they adapted and changed around episode three in particular, but mm. I think like translating game to show, I think they did it pretty well. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I think I think the next question, next next thing to focus on, uh, speaking of Pedro and Bella, is what we think of their performances. So obviously this is difficult for Crispy to answer, so he kind of gets the the outsider's perspective here, I suppose. But not in a critical way, but I just want to kind of see and get your take as well, Leila, especially as such a big Pedro fan. Um, but like, how do you feel the the performances of Pedro and Bella compare and differ to that of Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson in the game? Like, how do you feel like they offer similar or different perspectives to Joel and Ellie? I, as soon as Bella got cast, I saw all the hate. Everyone saw the hate. I was like, mm. leave this whole person alone, please. And then you see Bella in the show as Ellie, and you're just like, they are Ellie. I There's no other way to put it. Like, Troy has said it, Ashley Absolutely. has said it, Craig said it, Neil said it. She is Ellie. Like, there's no arguing that. And especially in, like, the last episode you see Ashley Johnson come back and just 
seeing her oh. and then it cutting to Bella as Ellie. That is, they look similar. They look like they could be related. Like it's insane. My mom said the exact same thing. So yeah, and that was embarrassing mom. as well because I'm. <laughs> I'm I'm so good at noticing like voices and voice actors. Literally before the yes. screen came on, it was black and it was just her grunting. I was like, "That's Ashley." Yes. I knew her voice. It's so wild. But then when I explained to my mum while she was giving birth, I went, "She played Ellie in the game." She went, "She actually kind of looks like Bella." I was like, "You're not wrong. She does." This is the exact conversation I had with my mum, and she was like, "Yeah, I can tell." Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, shocked. Yeah, you I'm, can. I'm shocked. I had no idea that that was the original voice actor of Ellie. I, get, I forget you won't know these wow. things. This is, this is amazing. Wow. That's, oh that's so God. much fun. But yeah, I was thinking, oh, wow, the cast of this mum, well, they look very similar. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah, they did. That was, that was the whole point. But that's the poetry of it, right? Is that, you know, the, the person who played Ellie in the games gives birth to the person playing Ellie in the show, basically. Yeah. Wow. Pretty much. Which is like a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. But as for Joel, I don't know about you, but I, I really like the emotional side to Joel in this. Because there are a few changes, you know, he, he like him handing over um, Ellie over to Tommy in episode six. In the game, it's more just very much like a I don't want to get close to her, but he doesn't want to say that. He's just like you can do it, you you know the area better, blah blah blah. There's mm-hmm. no moment where he's like, you know, I'm I'm too deaf and too slow. I can't keep her safe. I don't trust myself. And also in episode nine, there's nothing about him killing himself. That section is completely different. Oh, wow. Ellie gives him a picture of him with Sarah, and he kind of lets his guard down a bit there. So Joel is kind of like he's still a bit of a bit of a machine, a bit of like a a killing machine when he wants to be, yeah. a bit John Wickian almost even in episode nine. But the emotional side I think is quite new to the show, and I I really love how Pedro did that. Definitely, Pedro as Joel, honestly one of the best castings ever. Like, yeah, I can't he's even fantastic. put it into words. Like watching him every week as Joel loving Joel for so long, loving Pedro for so long, seeing these two things collide and him bringing Joel to life yeah. in such a new, refreshing way that Troy did. Troy is an insane Joel. Like, Troy... Uh, yes, Thanks. Troy. Love you, Troy. <laughs> you <laughs> Thank and, you, you too. Uh. And Troy Vega. Great. Meeting him was wild. Because I just told him my name and he just he signed it to Troy Vega and put cool name. Cool name. <laughs> I was just like, this it was such a bizarre conversation. I love that. I love that. But oh, yeah, he's honestly. great as Joel, but Pedro just knocked it out of the park and his emotional side. I've seen him I've seen Pedro in everything that he's in. This is the most mm. emotion we've seen him bring to a project ever. And when he was in mm. that hut with Tommy in episode six and he was telling him, you know, about everything and he was crying i was crying with him i was like you should not be this sad like it breaks my heart to see him like that and (laughs) he just did such a great job and just like the contrast from that like him being so upset to him just ripping through this hospital killing everyone in sight like the anger that just drives through him i'm just like yes that is my man and you are doing the best job (laughs) and that is the best casting i've seen in a long time 
It's like that. It's like a male version of that meme where it's like, I believe in women's rights, but I also believe in women's wrongs. I love yeah. when women do bad things. Yes. It's like that, but just Pedro and instead. Like, yes, Which he actually killed people, but he looked good doing it. Like, <laughs> 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 oh, which speaking of Oscar, did you see that coming at all? Him killing everyone in the hospital. Like, what did you expect was going to happen there? Oh, I they kind of like um, like trickled the idea of just how brutal um, like Pedro was throughout the the series. We don't really see it in full force until episode nine. So, but I mean, look, I, I, I loved it. I love a bit of love a bit of action, love a bit of emotion behind the action, <laughs> love a bit of a massacre, love a bit, love a bit of a massacre. <laughs> me, um, but no, no, they, yeah, they, they hinted that you know he, you know, killed a, a lot of people back in the day, and so you know to do anything to protect Ellie, I think I, I, it wasn't that out of left field for me at all. Mm. Mm. No. And that was the the rough thing for me was I realised because I'd just done a cosplay of Ellie from part two at London Comic Con. I was like, Mum knows that Ellie is in part two. I need to throw off the scent. So as soon as they were like, <laughs> Oh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna Ellie's gotta die, I was literally I just started pretending, going, Oh, this is and she went, Is this different? I went, I'm not saying anything. She's like, Oh god. So like I tried to drop her guard so she wouldn't know because I realised I had a thought, Oh god, she knows she's gonna make it through this otherwise. So that was that was a bit of a challenge. Yeah. But that's been a challenge right the way through, like trying to be quiet about things that aren't like like that could be big moments. Like there's one moment in episode six, you'll find out through this, but it's not a huge spoiler. There's a character that appears in the second game called Dina. We're not gonna say who she is, what part she plays, whether it's big or small, but in episode six, when Ellie's sat at the dinner table and she shouts, what? And there's a girl that's kind of hiding behind a plank and she walks off. That girl, Crispy, is almost identical to Dina in the game. Oh. So, like, there's moments like that where I'm sat there going, huh, but I'm also like, gotta be quiet. Like, it's, it was such a battle and it was so, it's so much fun just trying to, like, battle those emotions, honestly. But it's just such, I, yeah, I, I love the difference. Like, they feel very much like their characters, but they also had like interesting edges to them. And I just think that both of them did a fantastic job. Brilliant. brilliant. And everyone's saying that Bella, oh, is Bella going to get recast for series two? No. no. For one thing, they're literally Ellie's age in part two yeah. now. So what is the problem? <laughs> I was about to say, I don't... They, they aged her down, didn't they? For for this? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, uh, exactly. It's, it's dumb. Mm. It's dumb. But uh, perhaps a more relevant question, and this is one I'm really interested to get both of your takes on, again, for the, the play, not play perspective. The one criticism I've seen the most for the show, and it's one I kind of feel, is that there wasn't enough infected. We had the big section in the museum in episode two, and the huge set piece with the bloater in episode five. But beyond that, there's only a couple of bits of infected in different places. Do you guys feel there wasn't enough, or do you feel like we got the right amount compared with everything else in the show? You go first, Layla. I feel like if there was more, people would complain that it was repetitive. If because you know yeah. people like to complain, there's nothing you can complain about in the show. So people are just nitpicking. I feel like because they need something to complain about. But I feel like when there was infected, it was just perfect. And like I think it's in like the start of episode three where you see the infected in like the trapped in the rocks, and Ellie goes up to it and she like slices its head or whatever. It's not attacking her. But yeah. that moment is means so much more after episode seven after you see the scene with Riley. She has beef with the infected, right? Everyone does. She needed to do that. And that hits so much harder. And they were just placed perfectly. Obviously, the action with the bloater in episode five, six, five um, was great for the moment. And, you know, that big swarm and, like, the swarm in episode two. But, 
you know, where else do you want them? This is a t- this a TV show. It's not the video game. It's a, it's t- telling a story. They're not. You're not playing the game while you're doing it. I feel like it was like the perfect amount. And like I said, if there was more, people would be complaining that it was repetitive. Like you can't exactly. win. I feel like. But I I didn't mind it. You know. Yeah. I prefer having like a emotional story with these characters you can connect to. You can't connect to a clicker. You know who's going to be sympathizing <laughs> with these people who are eating people? Nobody. You know. She I, makes a good I point. thought it was she fine. Makes a good point. I, I didn't mind it at all. I really liked it. That's funny. What do you think, Chris? I just like the phrase, you can't connect with a clicker. I'll get that on a t-shirt. That's <laughs> yeah, funny. I love that. I really like that, yeah. Get that on a t-shirt. We'll send you a clicker? free sample. Um, that's, that's a really interesting point that you asked this, because I remember when the clicker rocked up in the last episode, I was watching with my girlfriend. I'm like, oh, we haven't seen one of these for a while. Um, but it wasn't like... I mean, I think one of the best set pieces in the show was that massive what do they call a bloater would you call them yeah yeah the bloater i i loved 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 that absolutely but i mean like yeah as you say the clickers are not necessarily the main focus of the show the the core of the show is um ellie and joel you know if you have an episode without them which episode three was then they even managed to do that well so i think they couldn't really do any wrong this series um but Mm. in regards to i mean Sure, I could have I could have had some more, but it didn't lessen the the value of the show to me at all. So, as a, as a casual viewer, not knowing how many there's supposed to be, I was like, yeah, fine. The, I mean, use them sparingly. It's kind of like you never know when they're gonna rock up. Yeah, they're around the corner. I, I think the only the, the only scene where they didn't use them back to they could have done that I've seen fair criticism for is episode eight mm-hmm. because obviously you won't know this, but. The stuff between Ellie and David while she's waiting for James to come back with the medicine. The, in the game, a whole bunch of infected attack them and they fend them off together. And it kind of allows Ellie to let her guard down a little bit more and trust David a little bit more. Still wary, but like they have that kind of bonding bit. Right. But they took that section out. Now, I've listened to the podcast with um, Craig Mazin, the showrunner with Neil Druckmann, talking about why they did that. And they kind of made the argument that, you know, if they do find infected out in the middle of nowhere, what's to say they couldn't just rock up randomly later? If you don't have them show up, then it kind of removes them as a threat and you can focus on David. And I'm like, that's fair. That yeah. makes sense. But that's the only one where I noticed and went, you could have had some there, but I get why you didn't. But also, Bloater, can I just say, love they didn't kill the Bloater. I really like that. Yeah. Because that that sets a precedent that you can't kill them going forward or they're very difficult to kill. Because in a game, killing them is a blooming nightmare, let alone in the show. Oh my so God. I saw Tommy's voice had to get his head ripped off. Like, I just... <laughs> He's braver than I would have been. I would have been like, you know, you run and then shot a bit and then gone, nah, I'm running too. Yeah, I wouldn't have tanked that. There's no way. Yeah, that's not happening. It's not happening. Um, but yeah, we've still got at least two more seasons of the show because the one thing they've said is part two is a much bigger game. Like we said, we're not going to spoil it, but part two, it makes the length of part one look like nothing. It's huge, okay. the second game. And mm. the showrunners have confirmed that they're playing coy as to how many but they've said that there will be at least more than one season on part two. So there's plenty more time to look at infected, and they've said that themselves, they'll be more infected there. So where it fits, they'll use them. And I feel like in this series, we got a good amount. Maybe could we have had a bit more? Sure. Am I sad we didn't? Not not really. I, I don't know. I don't feel like I don't feel like it. Fair enough. That's fair enough, Troy. Yeah. That's fair enough, Troy. There you go. There you go. And that's my, that's my TED talk. Um, so... <laughs> okay. Next one I think is good, um, and I, like this, 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 every question I feel like is interesting for the perspective. I don't know why I keep saying that. What is everybody's favorite episode from the show? 
if we have one, because I'm not even sure I can answer this easily. Number three. Oh, immediately number jumping in with number three. Yeah, no. I love that. Oh. Layla, what do you think? Uh, I'm, some for some reason, just emotionally attached to episode six. I just love Gabriel Luna so much. And seeing him reunite yeah. with Joel and having Ellie finding out about Sarah and seeing Maria and just them having like some peace for once. Like they're in this hmm. town and nothing's bothering them. Just seeing them relax for once is just so nice. And yeah, I don't know why it's a bit of a, a bit of an odd one, but I just love that one the most and episode eight as well. Oh, and the problem is I can't answer it. I find it tough. Boy. I find it tough. So while I'm thinking, Crispy, what was your stance in episode three? What, what was the reasoning of that for well, you? Well, here's the thing. I, I'd only seen... Uh, I'd never seen Bella Ramsey before at all. Mm. Um, I knew of Pedro Pascal from Mandalorian and Wonder Woman and such. Um, but I'd never, <laughs> never seen him uh, in a role as good as this. And I completely agree with Layla that this is hands down the best role I've ever seen him in. Um Mm. But one thing I absolutely am a stan of is Nick Offerman, the yeah. one of one of the a- actors because I love I love Parks and Rec. I think they're an incredible actor and a very like good comedic actor. But this is probably the first time I've seen Nick do a serious role, and the episode just took me completely by surprise because it's not even like a mid series like tangent. Like it's episode three and we're getting this nice little side quest, and I'm like, oh, all right, and man. I cried like it was just it was like not a dry like, eye in the house. I was like, this yeah. is this could be like a you know an Oscar short film winner right here. Like this is this is some really good storytelling, um, and yeah, I, I I just think that episode is so beautiful and so self-contained, um, and yeah, I think it's like the sh- the short film of the series, and I I loved it. I loved it. But yeah, that's just me. Well said. Thank you. I'm kind of drawn to the last episode. Ooh. I, I, I have a similar feeling with Layla about episode six. I really like six for like what it sets up, especially with Tommy and just getting to see Jackson more Maria. That I really like that episode. But I think nine, I'm still riding off the high of it and I'm going to go and watch it again after this. I'm not going to lie to you. But I think the way that it kind of did everything bit by bit like with the giraffe, which by the way, in case there's any doubt, was a real giraffe was there. That wasn't yeah. CGI. Really? Which is... Mm. astounding yeah it was blue screen around them but the draft was there i thought that i was like damn they've done a really good job on like the tongue graphic <laughs> yeah no it was, it was it was there um but also i just think i i was wondering in my head how they were going to handle joel killing everyone in the hospital because like that's a that's like a 10 15 20 minute gameplay segment yeah. in the in the game it's like how are you going to translate that well instead you just got this orchestral version of the theme playing while he's walking around like it was so well filmed and planned and everything it was just like that was beautiful and i love that they did the exact same editing for the ending where you know she gives him the choice saying you know we can still do the right thing and it cuts the car then jumps back and he should like that is literally bit for bit how it happens in the game cool and i was so chuffed they just kept that the same like it's kind of like you know if it ain't broke don't fix it so i'm kind of pushed towards saying that was my fave because i just think it it ended very strongly. Oh, good. I don't know. Very, very... Can I... So, three, six, and nine. We're, we're evenly yeah, split here. I love it. let's go. Um, can I ask, like, what were the major um, detours from the game that the series took? Can I ask what, like, the main differences oh. were? Just uh, out curious, because I had no idea. I think the... I think the Bill and Frank was the biggest segue. We never yeah. saw them 
together like that and just kind of exploring them more and we see Frank we don't see him die but we see him dead in the game but yeah. Bill doesn't die he's still there when Joel and Ellie go to find him and he doesn't die we don't see him die at all but seeing him go with Frank <laughs> no I need Neil to apologize I am just traumatized <laughs> from that episode. It's like one of the saddest oh, things yeah. I've ever watched in my entire life. Mm. Like, make me fall in love with these characters. I knew what was coming for Frank, but when I saw Bill downing that wine, I was like, you little, I know what you're doing, <laughs> and I can't believe you've just done that <laughs> yeah. to me. Like, it was horrible. As soon as he came it's in, rough. yeah, with the bottle, yeah. I was like, what are the odds that he's already put them in the bottle? Yep. I was like, what are the odds? Yep. So, no, it was, it was phenomenal. But... That does lead on to a, to a good point I was going to make, and it, it mainly focuses on episode 9, because there's two big things in episode 9. They do change a few details um, here and there, but the, the two big ones in episode 9, the first one is giving an explanation for Ellie's immunity. We don't get that in the game. We oh, have no wow. reason to believe any way why Ellie is immune. That is crazy. Instead, we find out that it's potentially because, obviously, her mum gets bit while giving birth, maybe a little bit got into the brain, and it's kind of... The cordyceps assume she's infected when she's not, so when she gets bit, nothing happens. And also, we never know what happens to Riley. So, what happened with that? The the left behind bit, I don't know if you already know this, was a DLC that was released after the main game. So we don't see the Ellie and Riley stuff until after the main games come out. So all we hear in the game is that Ellie mentions that Riley was there, she got bit, they both didn't know what to do, Riley died. We don't know anything about it beyond that. Oh. We then obviously see it happen in the DLC, and, but again, we don't know what happens to Riley. But I did think in episode four, was it, when, you know, Ellie said, you know, she killed someone, but then didn't allude to it. I was like, uh, could that have been... Are we going to go there? Could it be Riley? Mm. And I was like, maybe. But, yeah, so we don't... So those two are both big new bits of information. And you're going to get the diehard, like, the purists who are going to say, we didn't need to know why Ellie was immune, and I can get it. But I actually kind of like the way they did it, because it ties in, like, it's, like, a bit meta with Ashley Johnson there and all that. Yeah. I kind of like both both editions. I don't know how you feel, Layla, but I think both of them were quite cool. Yeah, 100%. Obviously, we kind of had to assume what happened with Riley even after episode 7. We didn't see Ellie kill her, but, mm-hmm. you know, ah, it's such a... Oh, I hate it so much. And I'm, I was terrified that they were going to show it. I really thought, yeah. as the episode yeah. was going on, I was like, I hate this so much. We're going to see Ellie kill Riley and it's going to ruin me. I'm never going to want to watch anything ever again. <laughs> so glad they didn't. But I like that they kind of left us on edge assuming that that's what happened, but then confirming it in episode nine just made it even more heartbreaking. And I'm so scared to go back and watch episode seven now, knowing this, that like they've confirmed oh, yeah. that. And also I think that explaining Ellie's immunity was really a good thing to have in the show. Cause obviously people who haven't played the game might not, have the same like assumption like or whatever i don't know but no that that's that's a really really good point because like i i like just as a casual fan watching the show that was one thing that i was like oh they'll probably explain that in the in the finale and i was very happy Mm. with the explanation right away um but i had no idea that that they never like address it i mean Mm. damn i'm pretty impressed i'm Um, pretty impressed i just realized as well yeah the best bit is, one of the biggest arguments defending Joel killing everyone and saving Ellie was that the Fireflies might have been clueless because can you really cure a fungal infection? I mean, they make a big effort in the first two episodes in the cold opens to say, you know, cordyceps, it can't, there's no vaccine, we can't do anything about it. 
So the theory in the game that they can do something about it is shaky at best. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like that was almost a thing to back Joel killing Ellie because it's like uh, not killing Ellie, killing everyone else <laughs> to save Ellie because you go, could it have worked anyway? They just killed her for nothing. But now they give an actual answer. Yeah. And you can see there's a real weight to his choice that no, he probably has just robbed the world of a cure and it makes it have more there's much more weight to that choice and I like that that decision to do that definitely whether that was the reason or not I don't know but I just love that that gives it that weight I, I really like that I'm a fan of that good stuff good stuff good show I mm. say yeah. good show yeah exactly <laughs> it was amazing it was very very good um, and also I feel like we. I, I'm presuming you noticed Laura Bailey uh, Layla I did I yeah, actually had screeners for the show I watched all nine episodes two months ago and I had I to forgot keep, you did. Yeah, oh. I had to keep quiet for two months. I when I saw her in that scene, I was like, Oh my god. I was like a How live did you action. do that? I got it from my job. I got to write about it every week. I had the episode. No wonder all you got the time. special guest, Troy. My goodness. No, exactly. This is exactly. The special I, guest. I want you to hook me up. I want, I want to be able to watch the second season early. Have you got any jobs going agents of fandom I could do with the money? Um, <laughs> semi, that's semi-serious. Um, <laughs> no, um, but yeah, like, so for context, again, we're not going to explain who. Yeah. There is a character in the second game called Abby, who is played by Laura Bailey, who is uh, another big voice actor, kind of same level as Troy Baker. Yeah. The two of them are like two of my favorite voice actors, like Troy Baker, Laura Bailey, and also Ashley Birch who is also in the second game, ironically. My top three favourite voice actors. I love the, all three of them to bits. But Laura Bailey, ironically, I don't think some people know this. This is going to be a fun little fact for some of the game players. Laura Bailey was one of the nurses in that final episode that Joel tells to turn around. She's also that same nurse in the game because I have an uncanny ability of hearing someone's oh. voice and knowing the voice actor <laughs> have heard them somewhere else. And she played one of the nurses then. They changed the voice actress for the remake because obviously she later got cast as this different character. But I just thought it was nice that not only a big character, a big voice actor from the second game got to appear in it, but in the same role she originally yeah. played in the first game. Like, that that's is all kinds that's of even meta. more meta than yeah. Ashley yeah. Johnson. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's so good. So I was a huge fan of that. Um, but I did. I spotted it in the background, didn't say anything, and my mum sent me something earlier going, you didn't spot this in the episode. I went, no, I did. I just didn't say anything. <laughs> cheeky, cheeky, cheeky. Gotta, gotta keep quiet. Gotta keep quiet. Wow, wow, you have wow. To. You haven't got a choice. No, you haven't got a choice. No, absolutely not. But speaking of the second game and what comes next, and this is this is going to be the most interesting one because I feel like the, the first person to ask for this is going to be you, Crispy. Okay. Because then we can kind of add our thoughts on and be careful about it later. Yeah. But Crispy, we know there's going to be a second season, probably more, because part two of the game is going to be split into several, as we've said. What would you hope for and or expect to see in season two as someone who has absolutely, and you can confirm this again, you know nothing, okay. as someone who knows zilch about what's coming next? Um... I would like to see Ellie get some kind of, like, tattoo on her arm, if that was to happen. Okay, all right, without being spoiled <laughs> by my cos- cos- Comic-Con outfit, yeah. without that. Um, I, I've got no idea what happens in The Last of Us Part 2. Um, so, I will say... I, well, this is the thing, because now we know that Joel were, doesn't want to give Ellie up for a cure or whatever. I'm assuming there's a time jump, definitely. Um, so I, I don't know what the trajectory, like what the journey is because, you know, the the entire series was trying to get Ellie to this place and they're like, oh wait, let's get her out. Um, so I don't, I have no idea. Well, they'll have to, there's obviously some kind of mission 
that has to happen. They have to go somewhere, do something and face all kinds of threats. But I have no idea what that would look like. I I don't know. I don't know. But I just hope it's fun and it's nine episodes again and we have a good time. That's all I care about. Very diplomatic of Mm. you. Well, it could be ten. Did you you know that about the first first episode? The series. That's probably yeah. my one my one criticism yeah. is yeah. because I thought the pa- I thought the pacing was a bit off in episode one because I was like we had all this jam packed stuff which I realise is now the first uh, episode and then we I was like oh we're still going we're still going um, but now I realise that they've jammed two episodes together so instead of a story looking like this it looked like a camel with two um, but anyway it was it it was fun it was fun. So, season two, mm-hmm. no idea, but I just want it to be bloody good, and I hope they get paid. Lots of money, Pedro. Yes. And what's her name? Well, Bella they, Ramsey. They no doubt will. Yeah. I just hope it's soon. That's my first thing. I want it to be I soon. Don't I don't want so. it to be two years away. You know, we, we, we grew up with, with yearly Doctor Who. We don't get that for any show. Like, we don't get it for Doctor Who anymore, to be no. fair, but we don't get it for any show. Like, you know, House of Dragon ended, it was like, oh, it won't be, it'll be at least two years till that comes back. And, and Pedro's like, we might start filming season two by the end of the year. It's like, start filming it? Filming, oh, yeah. God. No. So, we're going to have such a wait, and it's going to it's gonna hurt. It's going to hurt. A lot of people are going to play part two in the meantime and have an idea of what's coming. Because like, there's a mm. lot. I think it's been like the biggest selling game on PlayStation for like the last two months no now doubt. because of the show. Which is just mental to think. Like, everyone's jumping ahead. Like, I want to see what comes next. You got you to gotta, you gotta tell me what's coming. Um, so Layla, what are your hopes? And again, we, we've both got to be so careful. This is what What are your hopes? What I you can, I can see take in my headphones two? off. I can leave the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you could. So uh, we mentioned earlier. No. So what? What are you hoping for? Oh, I'm so scared. I don't <laughs> like, care. I, I don't... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can say. Like, I don't know if this is classed as a spoiler, but. Um, okay, I don't know how to word this, but there's a very specific part of the game that we see kind of later on that I want them to put first. And I want them to do that first. This is not going to sound great for people who don't know the story, but I know in my brain what I mean. And then I want the big thing to happen at the end of the next season. And then the second or third season to go off of the big thing. That's all I can say without giving anything away. But I'm scared. All right. Okay. Yeah, so Ellie getting married. Um, no. <laughs> so... <laughs> got, to, got, to, got, to, got to throw a blinder out there, you know? Uh, Chris, we said you thought it'd be a time jump. You know, maybe there's enough of a time jump. You don't know. You don't know. Don't know. Um, I like that. Yeah, because... Yeah, you got to be careful because the way part two is done and it's structure and stuff, yeah. you, you could possibly jig some things around. And it would be interesting to see whether they keep... Because they, they, one thing they've said is, you know, some things will stay the same, some might be improved a little bit, some might be changed drastically like episode three, but it will always be in the service of making it better than it already was, if not the same. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what they do there. Um, there's a few scenes that I really like, um, like much like the first game, like the scene I was looking forward to seeing the most in this, I don't know about you, but was the it was the you have no idea what loss is. Yeah. That is my favourite scene in both games. I have watched that scene 50 million times. Do you think maybe the game did it slightly better? I can't lie to you. I don't know what, how you feel on that. Yeah, but I agree. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like Pedro does it amazingly. And oh, I love yeah. that I found that he, he was the one who said about the... There's a line in the game, Crispy, where 
when Ellie mentioned Sarah, he goes, you're walking on mighty thin ice yeah, here. Like, he's I quite threatening that. about it to begin with. Mm, but apparently Pedro saw that line and said to them, I don't think it would sound right coming out of my mouth, me saying that. And to be honest, I can kind of get that. Yeah. I don't know whether it would quite, maybe. Uh, so that was the thing that kind of clinched it for me. But I do, there's one scene. I will, I'll, I'll just say it. One of the very last scenes, I think you know which one I'm talking about. There's a scene right near the very end that I, I just cannot wait to see Pedro and Bella do. Oh, I'm going to say that yep. and leave that there. Mm-hmm. There is a scene and I want I like those two. It will make me cry. I know it will. Mm-hmm. I know it will. There's a scene. There's a wow. scene. That sounds like something bad. Ha- I'm just saying it's a, it's a, it's a conversation. I'm not, it's not yeah. a big spoiler. There's a conversation, but it's a particularly impactful one. And if they do it right, it will make Troy- me cry. That's Troy, all I'm going to say. I asked for no spoilers, and now I know there's going to be a conversation. Great. Thanks, <laughs> I know. Troy. I'm so sorry. I'll I'm so oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. My goodness. Yeah. That is very rude. Appalling. That is very so rude. See, in my head, my, my target audience right now is my mom. Because I'm like, what would I think she'd be all right with knowing? That's how I'm controlling <laughs> See, it. See, I showed my mom the entire gameplay of part two, where you sat and watched a YouTube video of all the cutscenes. I was like, you need to know what happens next because you're going to be bothering me for the next however long and you're going to be yeah. complaining that you're not going to know what happens next. So I'm just going to show you it. And she was in tears. <laughs> oh, no, I'm the opposite. I've not shown her a bit of that. Like Every time we lo- we've looked up loads of the comparisons between this, the show and the game, yeah. and I'm like, just look away in case something shows up from part two. She's <laughs> like, okay. Because all it takes for one video to show up, it was like, I got No Way Home spoiled for me on my YouTube yeah. recommended before the film came out. Oh. And it was a, a picture with Toby in the thumbnail. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, it's so easy for that to happen. So I'm like, no, we've got to be careful here. Mm. But two years, a, it's going to be tough. a long time. Worth mm. the wait, though, yeah, I reckon. it's a long time. I reckon. 100%. It will be. It will be. Mm. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what people think of it. Because one thing we cannot as well say, and so this moment as well already, is the second game was far more divisive among fans. I've heard that. There is a quite a, there's quite a big sect of Last of Us players that despise what Part 2 and what it does. So I'm interested to see if, first off, those people will like it more seeing it in the show, and second off, how many people new to the show, a la you, are going to respond in the same or different ways to it. It's going to be interesting. It'll be very, very interesting. We'll, we'll still be here mm, about... Be. 100 episodes into the podcast, but we'll still be here. <laughs> yeah, 100, more like 150 at this yeah, rate, mate. Probably. It's two years off, yeah. Whew. Gee whiz. But uh, I think that's probably a good point to wrap up. Is there anything else we should uh, talk about? I think that's a good point to to wrap, you know? All, all in all, me. good show. Good, good show. show. Good. I, me like. Me, me like, like Pedro. Good, good job. Good TV. We, we love Pedro. Pedro. Watch The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. <laughs> yes. Because that film was amazing. Yes. I, that, is, that, that film was so... I never thought I'd, I'd be laughing at Pedro Pascal crying about Paddington 2. It's not a phrase <laughs> I thought I'd say in my life. But that is just... <laughs> I cried right the way through it. made me want to become a better man. I was like... Damn. And I remember hearing the memes. It's like, you know, it's the, it was a highest rated film on IMDb. I need to watch Paddington 2. It's I still need really to do good, that. actually. I agree with him. <laughs> All right, okay, I'm going to make it a priority to watch. There you go, that's our conclusion for this week's episode. <laughs> and ne- next week's special episode will be the Paddington, Paddington 1 and yes. 2. Uh, so yeah. get excited. Make up for the last of, lack of a Wednesday episode, because we were going to do it on Wednesday and it just took me too long. That's another point, actually, is that I love that it was weekly, because I, I find it so hard to watch a series that drops at once. Yeah. Like, I've only just finished Wednesday, like, a couple of days ago, lately, because I didn't have, like, the, so for some reason, the idea of a big series, just finding the time for it was just not, mm. I just couldn't find it. But knowing there's a weekly show where I have to watch it once a week, a la The Mandalorian now as well, it's mm. like, 
It's great. Well, I think, I think that... Also, yeah, rest in peace uh, last last week of Double Pedro. Oh, Just slam that in there, last week of Double Pedro. God bless. Yeah. Um, but I, I think yeah. that kind of very much worked in The Last of Us favor because such since it was such like event television you know there was mm-hmm. it's just every week for nine weeks someone was talking oh did you see the see the last one and we're at the point where it's season one where people are like oh i can catch up i can catch up before the finale and so i i i just think they did a very very good job with the distribution of it um i agree so yeah but if if wednesday i don't but i think because wednesday such it wasn't like i mean it is an established property the adams family and all that but no one knew if this was mm. going to be a hit or not so I think them all dropping it at once and be like, you gotta you gotta watch that worked in its favour. But it'll be interesting to see if Wednesday goes episodic after this. But anyway, that's that's just my two cents mm. on the TV landscape. They might do it like because Netflix have been doing more of a splitting in two parts, so you never know. Mm. True. Yeah. True, True that. Know. True mm. that. But anyway, before we veer off topic completely, uh, that's a good point for us to uh to wrap off. See, we gotta stay we got we had to stay mm. focused. You know, you've got to get to work. It's crazy. Wanna... I'm going to go and kick my feet up now and watch the oh, episode again, and you're off to I work. I very much am going to kick my feet up, but it's at work, unfortunately. I know. Imagine having a job, am I right, Layla? It's crazy. You know, no. you know, we don't have them. Definitely not. No, boring, boring. Um, but seriously, Layla, thank you thank so much you. for coming on. Like I said, it's, it's quite big for us like to have a, a non-Doctor Who related person talk about something that isn't Doctor Who. Like it's a big this moment, is a moment for, us. for the podcast. And I really appreciate you coming Yay. on. Like I followed you for like years now, so it's very cool to like. <laughs> have that interaction so really appreciate you being here yeah thank you for having me this was so fun any chance i get to scream about pedro pascal i will take it very fun <laughs> that was why I, I literally said that to chris i was like i feel like as long as long as we just lure in and say there's going to be some pedro oh, yeah. chat she might be yeah. up for it I will so, do that. and you let you almost literally bit my hand off yeah it was great real so wait, wait, where... here's your chance to scream oh yeah i was about to say oh. no you go i was gonna say where can the, where I was gonna can say, the people yeah, find you scream at the audience where can people find you i am on all socials at falcons now i've been reviewing the last of us every week i'm so sad that it's over but i will still have mandalorian and the last of us content coming out every week and you can find me as one of three hosts on the fandom academy podcast for agents of fandom we are on all platforms anywhere you find your podcasts where we will be covering the mandalorian every week from now on uh, but yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was very fun. No worries. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a blast. It's been Absolutely really really good. Amazing. And hey, if you need anyone to 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 feature on yours, you know, our doors are open as well. You know, <laughs> we're very good at the, the last minute push. <laughs> um, hey, look, look! If you don't, you miss a hundred percent of the shots. You don't exactly. take. Okay? Exactly. There you go. There you go. Um, you miss a hundred percent of the cordyceps. You don't kiss. I don't know what would you say that that test scene, man. We never oh, even mentioned yeah, that. That, that was, that was, we that was, don't, big, we don't that was grim. That was rough. Yeah, it was, it was tough getting your lips around that. Anyway, so thank you all very much for watching, and we'll be back on Saturday with another Main Doctor episode. What are we even doing on Saturday, Crispy? I forgot. We're doing the wildest Doctor Who theories. That's it. Yeah, there you go. It's so wild, I forgot about it. But we'll see you on Saturday for that. Until then, thank you all very much for listening. Thank you again, Layla, for joining us, and we'll see you all in just a few days' time. See you all soon. Alonzi, <laughs> baby, Alonzi, yes, Alonzi. Well, I was like, can you say Alonzi in, in, in when it's the last of us what episode? What do they say? Layla won't even get it. Oh, so, uh, oh wait, no, yeah, David's her favorite doctor. Uh, she will get you're, it. You're on, yeah. you're, uh, you're on, you're uh, on series ten, episode three, Thin Ice, baby. That's what it is. Mighty Thin Ice. Mighty Thin Ice. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Nice crossover. Yeah. All right, let's cut it off there. Bye. Bye.